You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sullen Radio. I'm Joe Swanson. Normally right now I'd be telling you about the sponsors, asking you to check out the website, find me on Instagram and Twitter, and introducing the show, but I want to take a second to ask you guys a favor. If you're listening to the show, could you please share it with a friend? Also, click the share button as you're listening to the show. Send it out on Twitter and Facebook. I'd really appreciate it. You can also head over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Leave some comments or a review. I would love to hear from you guys. Now, this episode of the show is brought to you by Selling Clothing, Kingpin Tattoo Supply, and Inky's Tattoo Products. You can check out my top five Instagram artists of the week on the Selling Radio blog at sellingradio.com. Also, if you can make it to Vail, Colorado on October 12th or 13th, I will be there and I would like to tattoo you. So if you want to come out and get tattooed by me in Vail, Colorado, October 12th and 13th, hit me up in an email, joe at sullenradio.com with your ideas. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at OG Joe Swanson. This is Sullen Radio Weekly and this is my talk with Tattooer Flox. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson. The premier art-driven podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sullen Radio. My name is Joe Swanson. I am pleased to welcome to the show uh, my guest tonight, Flox. How you doing, man? Well, I'm doing real good, man, you know. Hell hell yeah. They better be in the game, you know. That's it, man. You know what? It's exciting to sit down and talk to you, man, because uh, we had a, we had a, recorded a podcast a real nice conversation between you and i and the the audio quality wasn't there i didn't feel comfortable um putting it out there i want to represent you in the best light and man i just appreciate you coming back back on and and making time for me and you got carriage house coming up here uh when this airs that'll be that'll be done but talk about that convention coming up uh supporting your homie big gus well, with the mic's working there, everything's good. Testicles one, two. Testicles one, two. Uh, that's it, brother. Now? I can hear you now. <laughs> yeah, man, sure. Like I said, uh, like you just said, too, man, Big Gus got the carriage house tattoo commission coming up uh North Carolina. We're going to go out and do that, man. The boy, I just got on with him yesterday. He's uh, situating, and I know he's running around like a chicken with his head cut off right now, man. He's putting together this whole convention so I feel like you know when you host anything you you making sure everybody else is having a good time and you probably not having a good time so I, I know what that feels like man mm-hmm. it's it sounds like it's going to be a cool venue he's trying to bring something I think original to to the mix you do a lot of conventions what, what do you think that that it takes to set a convention apart from from just the next, I mean, there's shit, dude. There's conventions every fucking week, you know. What, 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 what do you look for in one? Uh, really? Like nowadays, I'm I'm trying to look for who's who's uh, promoting them or who's uh, actually throwing them. Mm-hmm. To tell you the truth, so there's a lot of people that throw conventions. Like I'm not gonna say no names, but different production companies that that aren't really. Tattoo artists—they throw a lot of other kind of productions too, and in, in, in conventions, whether it be Tupperware or whatever the fuck, or different things. So I think this is a real good change, and it's and it, it, it's it's directed to tattoo artists a little more because it's coming from a tattoo artist. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So he's 
making sure people are taken care of in every which way you can, man. That's real commendable. That's what we type to see. I think it's nice when those can, you know, those, those people that are promoting the shows do that. And when it look for the stuff that the attending artists want, what makes their life happy and what, what makes a good weekend for them. And especially like you said, if it's a tattooer that's throwing it, they already know those things, you know, most likely they've traveled, they've been to conventions. They, they know what that grinds about and they know how to fix that shit, you know? Exactly, exactly, man, well, shit, the boy Big Gus is in charge of him now, so I have, I have nothing but all my faith in him, 110%, man, that it's going to turn out tits, you know, I think it's going to be a real good commission. Yeah, I, I think so, too, I think so, too, you're all about that, man, you know, that was something that really struck me last time and, and hit home, is how respectful you are of, of everybody around you, um, the people that have had your back, and, and the people that you keep close um man it comes through you know last time we spoke there was name after name that you were speaking about not in a you know way like name dropping way but in a way of showing respect and um you know these were the guys that helped you out you know talk about some of those people that helped you out early on flux and um you know shit name drop some some because it was nice to hear that gratitude coming out last time yeah, man, uh, in the tattoo industry world, dog, like really my boy Bud really put me on to meet a lot of people and, and to go to a couple of conventions and shows like the Magic Convention with him and I ended up meeting Bobby Tribal from there. I mean, I'm from San Diego, Bobby's from San Diego, but I never really got around to meeting him. I was kind of early on in my tattoo career, so I was still trying to figure out my own style. And then uh, I got my little niche and I stuck with the lettering. And I started fucking with Bobby from Tribal and then and just being at uh, magic conventions and agenda and stuff like that and different things. Started meeting uh, like Ryan and Jeremy from Southern. And everybody that I'm going to mention, man, has helped me out tremendously to getting to where I'm going to be at in, in the industry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like different people on me that I have a lot of respect for, like Big Gus, uh, shit. Even Big Meese, BJ Betts, like I said last time, man, BJ Betts is probably the coolest motherfucker that I've ever met this far in the industry, man. He took me into his home. I stayed over there for a couple of days, worked out of the shop, did a couple of tasks. We traded tattoos. I gave him my G, he gave me a B. Like, you know what I mean? It's just... And above and beyond everything, man, that dude, he's a cool person in life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, we just sit there and he was breaking out old school, uh, uh, um, postcards that were made out of leather with stamps on them, bro, and it's like crazy shit and the wedding announcements that, that were done like a long ass time ago, full ass writing like, dude, just fuck with that dude going to his shop and, and, and seeing what he had to show me, man, it was like script 101, you know what I mean? It was just like damn, man, this dude is all about letters, man, it's, it's really cool to see stuff like that and and like different people in the like like my boy Tom and, and DJ Bass and Keith and Tatuero and just, just the big solo from SD, you know what I mean? Where Gamer gets down from SD too with, with his lettering. There's a lot of people. My boy Edmar, you know what I mean? There's a lot of in town motherfuckers from where I'm from in San Diego that hella get down there too, you know what I mean? A lot of people sleep on San Diego. Mm-hmm. A lot of people sleep on 
Diego. It's not as big as LA, but you know, I mean, there's a lot of good artists that come out of San Diego. How did you meet Boog back in the day? Um, to to get to a part of of your relationship where he was comfortable, kind of putting you on to people and and doing that. How'd you meet him? Uh, I met him actually at the first shop that I tattooed at at FB Tattoo. I met him there. He came and did a little guest spot, and you know we rubbed elbows and talked. You know, chopped it up, exchanged numbers, and then we just kept in contact. And I knew a few people that he knew. And I was able to go out and fuck with him at his pad. And we drew up a little flash uh, set one time. And then we did another book uh, a while later, the first 48. We did that. And then, uh, you know, it just took off from there. And then I just, I got I got to start. Because when I started tattooing, bro, I, it was like me joining a football team and didn't know any football players. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't know who the, the Bob Terrells were or the Jack Ruby's. I really had to sit down and do my homework. Because it's important for you to do that, man. If you're going to be involved in something, you've got to know who these key players are. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Well, it was cool to, like, look up to those type of people and and not only, like, idolize them and, and, and check out what they do and be, like, appreciative of what they do, but to later on become good friends with a lot of these people, like mm-hmm. Big Gus, Bob Tyrell, like Jack Rudy, like... The list goes on. I could sit here and name drop all day, bro. Uh-huh. It's really, really cool to me that I used to get in trouble for the shit that I get paid for now. You yeah. know what I mean? I used to just write books all day and scribble and shit. And now, like, I get to draw on people. But you gotta, you gotta really, really think about. You know, a lot of people think that all oh, you, you know, you got an easy job. You just write on people all day and you get paid for it. But you know, you gotta, you gotta think, man. This. The person that's getting a tattoo from you is really, really trusting you to write on their body. I mean, that's something that's going to be on there for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're really, they're, they're putting trust in you to make sure it comes out good. Like, there ain't no eraser on the end of a tattoo machine. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you got to right. be on point with your mind's got to, you got to check your problems out the door. You got to get in, you got to perform, you got to do your work, you got to make sure everything comes out good because that person is paying you for your time. So <laughs> you owe it to that person to make sure they get a good tattoo. Mm-hmm. Come, coming into this game, man, and not knowing anybody, when did you realize that you wanted to seek those people out and start learning more of the history and who the key players were? <laughs> When when did that start for you, man? Right from the get, beginning, were you were you looking for those cats? Nah, actually, I kind of I was doing like an apprenticeship, and then I didn't make no money for the first couple of years. And then I started doing my homework. People started who who fill up blue, and I was like, damn, this motherfucker, his whole family tattoos. And I was like, I thought that was tight as fuck. So I really started like studying him a lot and checking out his stuff and just his whole family. And, and, and how they get down in paintings and tattooing and drawing and everything, dog. Like, I've seen a fucking fat-ass book. It was bigger than a fucking a, a motherfucking phone book. You know what I mean? The Lou Family Irons book. That's mm-hmm. the first real book I've seen that made me how, oh, my God, this guy is over here doing full taxes. I'm, I'm just doing little cats on people at this point. Like, I didn't even know I was here to knock out full shit like this and, like, a whole, uh, like, full-day session, full-back piece, fucking all dragons, everything, like, god damn, that shit was crazy. Totally changed but, your, totally tripped you out? 
but in the lettering aspect of it, I really didn't fall into that until I was working at another shop and I was like, you know what? A lot of people are just coming to me for letters because they would come in the shop and be like, okay, I just want some old English, USMC across my back. And I'm like, really? That's kind of boring. Why don't you do something like this? And I'd sketch it out on them and they'd be like, damn. I didn't know I had that option because these are kids. I'm, I'm tattooing across the from military base, and these are kids from all over the U.S. that really ain't from here. So they're just picking whatever they see on the wall, and they're going with it. And they didn't really know they had an option to get anything else. So when I saw them something different, they were like, oh, shit, hell yeah, I want I want that. You know what I mean? So I was like, huh, okay. I'm kind of doing something different than the norm, so I'm going to just stick with that. And then by the time I had fucking around and built my own shop, I just let all my employees get, you know, whatever whatever niche they had, and they were good at, you know, we got people that are good at color, portraits, everything. like. So I just let them stick with that, and I just tell them, you know, I'll do this. I'll do the writing when it comes in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, pretty much. Like, even if people came from Arizona or what have you, and they came all the way down here to get tatted by me, I'd at least be honest with them and be like, look, bro, you don't want me to do your roses. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want a boy over here, Cheshire or George or Dominic or somebody else to do them only, only because I want you to have the best tattoo that you could have coming out of the shop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not in it. I'm not in it. Just to, I mean, of course, money is good, but I'm not in it just to take somebody's money. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you know what? It's interesting when an artist gets to that point where, <clears throat> excuse me, either they have, you know, the support around them to be able to take on those other projects or the clientele in front of them that allows them that opportunity to say no to some of those pieces, you know, that walk through the door and just be like, hey, I want to focus on this particular style and I want to do this and this is what I get into. If you want this cool, if not, man, it's, it's a, it's a cool opportunity. We have to do that now as tattooers, you know, and and to, to make those choices and be able to stand behind them, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, the money, like I said, is always a plus, bro, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not, like, starving. I ain't rich by any means, but I ain't starving, so it's not like I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll do that for you, bro, because I need the money. Like, even if I need the money sometimes and I see something that somebody else is going to tackle better than I can, I'm going to shoot it that way. I do do more than lettering, but I do do more than lettering on people that I know and that know me and, and, and they know I'm not the best at it, but they still want it from me and their personal friends. Then, mm-hmm. then I'll fuck around like that. How much do you think right now is people coming to you for lettering, and how much is is that old clientele that's you know still still wants to get a rose from Flocks or still wants to get this or that from you? Um, are the lettering clients pretty much overwhelming the the schedule at this point? I can imagine. Nah, like really, man. Like people have a big misperception about about. Uh, people being booked up and everything. Like I like to, I like to travel a lot. I like to do guest spots. I like to do conventions when I can. So I really don't try to. I don't try to have myself booked out for too long. That way, you know, I can, You know, if somebody calls, oh, I want to get my last name across my back. When could I get it? How long are you booked out? I'll be like, homie, come on in. I got you. It's nothing. Right. Something I could draw on them and then probably tackle in a couple, two, three hours. So. Mm-hmm. 
10, 11 tattoos a day at conventions. So yeah. it's like everyone thinks it's going to take, you know, their, their tattoos are going to take so long. Like, I don't know if people are really checking on my Instagram. Like, I did a Dago City Cash Cartel on my homeboy stomach, and that took me, like, two, maybe two and a half hours to draw it and do it. So, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? That's what, that's what I'll charge by the hour, though. Like, I'd be kind of fucking myself if I charge by the hour. I'm just, like, I'll figure out what I think the, the piece is worth, and then I'll shoot him a price. Yep. That's great, man. You know, it's, it's, um... You know, it, it is, man. How, how much is uh, social media is just like crazy perception, you know? Um, yeah. That's a nice thing about lettering, too. Like you said, man, I think I've heard it, you say it before that the reason you liked lettering in, in the first place was you could get to so many more people, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm able to reach the masses when I go right. out and do a guest spot or a, I hit a convention because you know, I'm, I'm not... I'm not making a stencil to put on somebody. And I'm like, oh, okay, come back in 45 minutes when I'm done with your stencil. No, you're sitting down right there. I'm going to whoop out the Sharpies. I'm going to draw it on you. I'm going to spray some stencil stuff on you so it holds on. And then I'm going to get to tattooing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So by the time, if, if you started somebody over here to draw out a stencil to get ready to do somebody's tattooing, you put me right here by the time I'm already drawing it on them with a sharpie i'm already tattooing it they're probably not even drawing, done drawing the steps on it yet. you know what i mean <laughs> right so boom definitely bam. in a convention setting in a convention setting it definitely helps out mm -hmm. not running around looking for a thermal fax machine or running around trying to find something else like no nah, i got everything i need right there <laughs> sit down shut up and hold on right <laughs> yeah no that's fair <laughs> That's it, man. What do you like about San Diego, man? You grew up there. What's your favorite part about that city? The weather, homie. I've been a lot of places. Like I said, I've this tattooing has took me a lot of places, bro, in the world. Well, I can't really say the world right now because I haven't got that passport yet. Let that's coming, though. And, yeah, that's coming real soon, too. So that's be watching out for that shit. I'm going to have a passport ready, man. I'm going to get my stamps on. But, um, but, uh... <laughs> What was the question one more time? I already got sidetracked, sorry. Man, I'm thinking about international travel right now. That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> no, oh, what I like the best about uh, San Diego? Yeah, San Diego, water, your spot. Like I've been I've been a lot of places, bro, and there's, there's no place like home. Yep. Like, there is no place like the weather right here. I mean, the cost of living is through the roof, but it's, it's because of good weather all year round. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And it, it's lovely. This yeah. is probably the best place uh, uh, other than, like, a Miami or something like that. But Miami, you got to deal with hurricanes and all kinds of weird shit. San Diego, <laughs> you over here, it's you might get a, a fucked up week might be raining days for three, four days in a row. And that might be super fucked up to everybody. There's car accidents everywhere, everywhere. In San Diego, people don't know how to drive in the rain. It's, it's crazy because it don't really rain too much in Southern California. <laughs> right. Man, it's like uh, everybody in California, dude, that first rain. I don't care where you're at. That first rain of the year fucked up everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. It rains like crazy other places, but then when it hits us like that, like just for a few days, we think it's the end of the world. It's, it's really not that bad. I've been to places where I'm doing a guest spot six days over there somewhere else, like in Colorado or something. It rained the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like rain, bad. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, this is fucked up. I'm glad I live where I live, you know?
If you're a tattooer, make sure to check out Kingpin's slot lock needles and disposable cartridge tubes. Seriously, guys, this has been one of the best and most consistent setups I've used to tattoo with. Using slot lock needles, I've definitely noticed less trauma during long sessions, less redness and discomfort for the client. If you want to try out a cartridge system, Kingpin slot lock needle and disposable cartridge tubes are a great choice. Do yourself a favor and pick them up at kingpintattoosupply.com. Remember to share Selling Radio with a friend. Thanks for listening and please enjoy the rest of the show. You've been traveling back and forth a little bit from uh, to and from Colorado doing some guest spots out there. I'm actually going to be going out there October 12th and the 3rd. Well, I'm going to be out there for a week of my birthday. My birthday's mm-hmm. October 11th, and I'm opening up um, a couple sessions on October 12th and October 13th. So if anybody out in Colorado wants to get tatted, hit me up in an email, joe at sullenradio.com, because um, I'm going to be out there for a week, and I'm I'm setting aside a couple days of tattoo man but talk about colorado and going out there it's oh colorado it was cool other than the rain being and the, and the weather being all fucked up it, it was cool it was uh it was uh i've been out there before i fucked my boy yayo i certified customs i did a guest spot out there with him and then this last time that i went out there uh i did a guest spot at nocturnal tattoo it was cool, man. I'm beloved every everywhere I've gone, man. I gotta say that. Like people treat me really good, man. They, you know, I'm I'm really humble, dude. I might look a certain way on Instagram, like flashy and all that shit. But when you meet me, man, it's like you know I'm a real down to earth person. I'm 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 not conceited like people think. I'm not I'm not a fucked up person like that. And I really I really like to pay respect and and and, and pay my dues in this game that I'm in, man, in this road that I'm on. Mm-hmm. Seems Colorado man off the chain, man. You can smoke weed over there like recreational now. So we would smoke the weed. Cops was right there, and they ain't even saying shit. You know, it's kind of crazy. Well, it seems like that would Colorado, Washington, one of those states that is now um, legalized marijuana for recreational use, would be right up your alley as far as a spot that um, you could get involved with, get tied into that com- you know community. Um, it's, you know, you're very open about smoking weed and, you know, the things that you like to do and, and how you like to party. And I think it would, you're one of these type of guys who has a big enough personality that could probably tap into that market and, you know, look for business opportunities. It's, is that something that you look at when you go and pick places to travel those kind of extension type opportunities that might be there? Well, to tell you the truth, honestly, like, when I go travel, I, like, I'm going out of town. I'm by myself. Like, I don't really take people with me. I don't take no girl with me, no nothing like that. I go out of town. It's for business. We go out of town. Uh, I go here to Texas. I fuck with my boy Holly in Corpus. I go fuck with my boy Ron in, in, in San Antonio. And it's also on Corpus. I fuck with Big Ron at uh, GNS Tattoo. Shout out to Big Ron. Shout out to Hobby. Shout out to... Uh, all my boys in Texas. I'm about to be there in a few days right after North Carolina. So, uh, what's your, yeah, but the people that I've known, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. if I ever go to another spot, it's always like a, a, a referral, like a friend of one of the people that I already know that are telling me, Hey, my boy would really like you to come out and check out his spot. You know what I mean? And, and, and he'll show you love and he got you over there and whatever. So that's why I'll go over there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's never really just me meeting somebody and they're like, oh, come out to the shop. I'm like, oh, I don't really know you like that. Not to be on no bougie shit or nothing, because I do give everybody a chance. And also, 
I did kind of do that on this last trip when I did go to Colorado. I went out there and fucked with the homies from Nocturnal, and it was nothing but love, man. We went out and mm-hmm. hit strip clubs every night. Crazy, man. Crazy. <laughs> that sounds like a fun time. You know, you got to do those, man. You got to do that kind of stuff to grow as an artist. You got to do that kind of shit to grow as a tattooer. You got to do that kind of shit to grow as a person, I think. Some of the funnest times that I've had have been at guest spots, you know, going and seeing different cities or, you know, different types of food. Man, I heard Texas has got some dope food, too. Oh, yeah. They got that Tex-Mex. It's definitely different from uh, a West Coast-type uh, taco shop, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They got Tex-Mex a little bit different. Their sauce is a little bit different, how they prepare things. Uh, road tacos, even different, you know what I mean? But even from L.A. to San Diego, it's different yeah. taco shops. So it's like, you know, but it's cool. It's, it's it's helped me to be, like, more well-rounded person, I guess you could say, because I've been to a lot of places and I've met a lot of different kinds of people. But, you know, there's a ghetto everywhere. There's <laughs> right. a nice place everywhere. You know what I mean? Everywhere yeah. got a ghetto. So it's cool to go rub elbows with my homies and, and shit like that in New Jersey and New York and and in Colorado or Texas or any 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 other place that I've been. You know what I mean? Mm. Hawaii. Like it's cool to really. I, I really am thankful for being able to go out and travel and do these kind of things because I've got to meet a lot of cool people. You know what I mean? A lot of cool people in the industry <laughs> that look up to me or I look up to them. You know what I mean? So it's a it's 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 a two way street. It's never like I'm just taking things as, like, I'm also, like, wanting to learn something from them, and it's, like, real cool to the artists that I've met and been involved with. <laughs> it's, it's been a camaraderie thing. It's like a, it's like, it's not, like, competition. It's more like a, check this out, look what I did. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, well, check this out, look what I did. And you're trying to one-up each other, you know what right. I mean? It's not competition. It's just, like, oh, check it out, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you find, like, traveling these different places around the U.S., and, you know, we're talking about different kind of food that you eat. And this kind of Mexican food is different than this kind of Mexican food. Do you find that same with tattooing, trying to, you know, making an analogy here between different styles and shit that you find in, you know, cuisine and different styles around with, let's say, lettering, which is this kind of style that you like for tattooing? Are there different, do people ask for different styles or do you see that or are they pretty much because the internet and everybody's connected with everybody now and they can see what Flock's style is before you even get there? Yeah. Do they really just come to you for that? A lot of of times people just be like, oh, just do whatever you want. And that's kind of cool. I mean, it's cool both ways. You know what I mean? If you have a little bit of input or like I kind of want it this way, but it's, it's also cool to give an artist that little bit of artistic freedom to be able to do what they want, and it's always going to come out a little bit better, I think. That, way. but if they're if they're already, you know, there's there's a lot of different kind of people that get tattooed. There's there's the person that comes in the shop that doesn't care who tattoos them; they just want a cheap tattoo. That's the person that didn't do their homework. Or there's people that do their homework and then see your lettering, and they really want you to do their lettering. So they'll travel. I've had homies come from London. I've tattooed people from the Caribbean. I've tattooed people from Milan, Italy. You know what I mean? I've tattooed, I've tattooed people from overseas that really come all the way over here to just get tattooed by me, and they're like, do whatever. I got a homie, Aaron Burton, homie from from uh, from overseas in England, dog. And he, uh, every time I tattoo his head, he don't even want to look at it until I'm done. Even when I draw it on, he goes, go check it out. He's like, oh, just, just do whatever. I'm not going to even look at it until you're done. 
We don't even know. I could be drawing big dick on his head. He wouldn't even know. I wouldn't <laughs> do that. I wouldn't do that, but I'm just saying, he wouldn't even know, though. You know what I mean? But it's, it's cool to have that kind of respect and, and, and freedom to be able to have somebody trust you like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it, it gets, it takes another level. You know, I've had people, clients, friends, you know, they become friends, I think, at that point when somebody's trusting you that much, they're a friend of yours, you know? I've had people like that, and it's a big responsibility, but it's it's fun, you know? You get to really explore what you can do as an artist, and because you know they're not tripping on it, you know? You know that they're cool with what you're going to be doing and um, who you are and what you're going to be putting out there for them. So it's nice right. when you get there with, with definitely nice when you get there with some clients. Hell yeah. That's it. What's uh man, I asked you last time we talked and I want to, I want to hear it again. Uh, what's your, who's your favorite fashion designer right now? What, what do you like rocking right now? What are you, what are you wearing? Uh, fashion designer. Well, you know, I always, I always fuck with like Louis Gucci shit, all that, like, for the belts and maybe a couple pair of shoes and stuff like that. But I really, I've always liked Nicky Diamond shit. You know what I mean? Because he, he did a smart thing, man. Like people that really can't afford diamond, like real diamonds. Like you put a diamond on a t-shirt. You know, it still costs you 30, 40 bucks. But it's not going to cost you as much as a diamond. Like I got diamond shit too. Like real diamond shit. But yeah, he, he did a smart thing by trying to reach the masses and, and, and make them feel like they got some diamond shit on. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, it, and it's cool, like, it's a symbol of, of wealth, it's a symbol of uh, real simplicity type shit. You just took, like, a, a, a line drawing of a diamond and put it on a shirt and, or a sweater, and people buy that for 80 bucks. That's, that's pretty cool, that's pretty smart, man. And he came all the way from doing skateboard stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it just goes to show you right there what something could do from nothing, from, from nothing and bring it up to something now. It's that hustle, right? I mean, it's... I mean, definitely the hustle behind it. I'm not saying he sat back and the shit just blew up overnight. He definitely had to put in the footwork. Definitely had to do the right thing, uh, collaborate with the right people, uh, get himself out there and everything. And it's, it's the same with anything, you know what I mean? Just like me trying to do what I'm doing in the industry for myself. I got to I gotta rub elbows with people. I got to spend my own gas money and get out to L.A. all the time and go to, to selling events or <laughs> selling names and get up judge a selling angel show or do things like that and go get a hotel and stay there overnight so it's definitely you, you got to put in money you, you know it takes money to make money so you definitely have to spend your own coin sometimes on a lot of these things and flights and everything you got to you got to first buy your flight ticket before you go out there and get money and then depending on what kind of a show it is or where you're going you might have to get a booth you know what I mean? So that's going to cost X amount of dollars. So you over here with the overhead of booth, booth rent, flight ticket, hotel, you might be in the whole two racks before you even go to the show and make a dollar. Right. So it's definitely when people just think, oh, you just sit down and make all this money, it's not really like that. It's, it's, there's a lot of behind the scenes. It's like I told you before, I got I don't have a manager or anything like that, so I got to field all my phone calls. I got to field people talking to me on DMs and emails and, and whatnot and get all their information and send them how to send me a deposit and then go pick up that deposit. And if there's a problem with whatever happened in the deposit, I got to call that person back. I got to deal with that. Like, 
gotta go to Walmart, stand in line. Like, there's a lot that goes when you go out of town and start doing, <laughs> or when you do a guest spot or commission that a lot of people don't think about. Do you, you think... gotta do work before you even get there and do the work. Right, man. We're doing work all the time. You know, that's one of the biggest challenges I find as an artist, as a tattooer shit trying to do this podcast too you know balancing my time and i'm you know right now i'm focusing on this podcast i'm working on another podcast project i'm significantly reducing my tattooing um you know to to do those things to be creative in uh, in other ways um but you got to do that man you got to put your time into it and a lot of people don't understand that you know they don't see that yeah, you do have to spend your own money to get somewhere or that, you know, just like you said, man, and Doug Hardy said it on my podcast before. He's like the same thing you're talking about, Flox. You might be into it two to $2,500 before you even set foot on those grounds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But now you can't pay for that kind of experience. You know, I mean, you can't you can't beat that kind of experience. You know what I mean? Being able to drop down into there. And that's where I think the hustle at home, the hustle in a, in a, in a local shop, in a, in a place, in a town where you're at, you hustle for that shit Uh to make that money, to be able to go out and spend two grand on a trip and know that you're only coming back with information or contacts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing that I got to stress on people. Every time I went out into the convention or a guest spot or gone anywhere else but San Diego, I've got to meet key people in the industry. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's something that money can't really buy. You know what I mean? That you're going here, you're meeting these people, you're talking with them, you're building relationships with these people. And over the years, they end up becoming your friends. You know what I mean? So that's something that money can't buy. Right. Like, you're, you're really getting out there. You're rubbing elbows with these people. You're, and then they start seeing you from this place to this place to this place. And they're like, dang, this guy does the same thing I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. So they, they give you a mutual respect for it, first of all. And then it's also, it's kind of like a fucking high school reunion. I mean, every time I hit a convention, I was like, I see all my buddies that I've seen at the last one. Yep. It's good times, it's right? Cool. It's cool. work. We all work hard, but everybody I know that tattoos, they play really hard, too. So, you know, it fits right in. Like, the tattoo community is definitely a very unique community. Mm-hmm. And it's not for everybody. You know what I mean? A lot of, a lot of, people, a lot of people fall out, man, before they have to fall. You know? Yes, I do. I mean, you've, we've seen, I mean, we've all seen, if you've been tattooing long enough, you've seen people come and go into the industry. And... I think ultimately what I found in, you know, talking to different people and my experiences is that the hard work is what ultimately will make or break the situation because connected, we're connected if we want to be connected with whoever we want to be connected with through social media and um, the world's now, you know, a lot smaller. So, but you have to set yourself, you still have to fucking put in the work, you know? one thing about this game in, in, in any game and I think I, I touched on this last time we talked is it's kind of unforgiving uh, uh, the, the, the industry we're in or the music industry or the skateboarding industry or whatever like you don't make a new song they're going to forget about you 
Mm-hmm. You don't do a new skateboard trick, they're going to forget about you. You don't draw something new, do a, a, a few new cool things for people to look at, they're going to forget about you. So you always got to remain relevant in the game. So it's really up to you. So I'm much like, like I'll even big up my boy is Norm and Sweet. Man, when I seen Norm's shit, I went to his shit up there in the North Gallery. Oh, my God, I felt like such a slacker. This motherfucker's got canvases stacked up against the wall like for days. I was like, where the fuck do you find time to do all this shit, bro? But it's, it, it, and and it's more like, I see him more as a clear-minded person. I mean, not, not to say he doesn't have problems, but you got to have a clear mind to do all that shit. Like, he, he must be more clear-minded than me, dog, because I got a lot of shit going on in my life right now or the past years or three years ago to where, you know, I'm an artist, so a lot of artists could relate. If you're not in the zone and you try to draw something, it's kind of like you got writer's block. Like, things got to be right for me. I got to be smoking some weed. I got to have my music on. I got to have my mind in a good place. Shit just comes out better. You know what I mean? So it's very important, I think, that the more clear-headed you are, the more successful and progressive, and, and you, you'll have a lot of progress. You know what I mean? And Like, recently I was just talking with my girl about, I think I'm going to kind of lay off on the alcohol for a little while, or at least, like, cut it down a little bit. Because I found myself spending a lot of money on shit that I don't really need to spend. You know what I mean? Like, getting fucked up, popping bottles, wasting, like, two or three grand in a night, like, kind of new. You know, that money don't come back. You have a hangover the next day, and that's all you get. It's kind of like, I stopped drinking one time for like five and a half years, and that's when all the doors started opening for me. It was crazy. That's when I really started meeting, you know, Jeremy Ryan, uh, Bobby Tribal, like, gang of people. Like, that's when a lot of doors started opening for me. They made it able for me to be able to, to push through to the next level and, and really get some shit done. And, and the more that you're not really concerned about certain bullshit in your life, the better you do. Right. Is that what it's going to take right now to get you clear-minded to, I mean, I can't imagine with what you're doing now, you get yourself, you know, clear-minded what you're going to be able to accomplish. You know, it's, is quitting drinking what's going to take to do that? Is that what you have to do? I think, for me, myself, personally, because I know myself, that'll probably be the best thing. Mm-hmm. Probably be the best thing for me to do, to be more, to be more, uh, to be more, uh, how do you say, what's the word I'm looking for? To be more mm, successful, I guess you could just say that. Okay. To be more successful, I think that would probably be the best thing for me to do. You know what I mean? But it's not like it's not like I'll go get fucked up all day. Like anybody that knows me knows this. I'm I'm not gonna drink alcohol and then tattoo at a convention all day. I'm not gonna do that. And I've even told a lot of people that have seen me before, which has kind of fucked me up on some money. Like, oh, I'm already drinking. I'll love maybe tomorrow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like myself in the foot when I really don't have to. I can just sit down, really get it done. Like if you don't have certain issues and certain problems or certain things in the way, then it ain't gonna get in the way of the money. It's picking your spots, right? I mean, it's balancing that, having fun and work, which a lot of times, man, we have so much fun at work 
that it those lines become blurred you know i've been through that too man i've been in this game 20 years you know i've i've definitely put myself in positions where you know i shouldn't have been in with with alcohol and tattooing and things like that but hey you know all we can do is learn from those situations and and move forward not do those things again um be more mindful I mean- Let's not say not to them because everybody's human. And, you know, even when I didn't drink for five and a half years, I I would go to magic conventions and, and join the shows and go to after parties and everyone else getting fucked up, having a good time, and I'm over here in the corner drinking my water. <laughs> and I would feel like, fuck, I'm not really having a good time. Everyone else is having a blast. I'm over here trying, trying to not to have a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think anything that you do is cool. You just got to check it with moderation. Like if right. you do too much at once, then it might be time to slow it down, you know? Right, right. How did you uh, end up going to those magic shows and, and agenda and that kind of stuff early on, man? How did you get attracted to that kind of stuff? Uh, well, I knew certain people that already lived down in Vegas that went to those type of things. But uh, really, Bobby from Cycle uh, hooked me up with going out there and tattooing at the Cycle booth. And then he walked around uh, meeting different people like Jeremy and Ryan from Sullen. And then, like, shit, to tell you the truth, I had, I had Jerry and Ryan from selling his number for, like, years. I had it for a whole year, bro, and never even called them. And then I was like, fuck, you know what? Let me call these guys and see what they're about. And it was just nothing but love, bro. Like, I went up there, like, took a whole bunch of drawings. I went up there and did a drawing session. Me and the homes ended up painting up there numerous times. It was like, them dudes really helped me out. And they're bugging me on everything, man. Them dudes helped me out when I went to jail. I drew them. I'm doing 30 envelopes, man. And and this ain't like to say that I'm making a whole bunch of money from jail, but I drew them 30 envelopes and they paid me $100 per envelope, bro. And that mm-hmm. was cool. I mean, like, not a lot of people go to jail and end up making money from jail. So, right. That's love, that was, man. That was to me, man, for, for somebody that, you know, I, I just do letters, bro. That's, I don't really look at myself out. A lot of people, like, oh my God, like, I call people sometimes and, they're like, uh, who's this? And I'm like, oh, this Flax. She just left me a DM with your number. No, this ain't Flax. And they'll be like, come on, like, who's this? And I'm like, come on, bro. I put my foot on my shoe on one foot at a time, just like you. Like, I'm, I don't think I'm better than anybody. I don't really try to like. People just get a real like I said earlier, a kind of a misconception about me because I like flashy shit. I like candy colored cars. I like jewelry, Gucci, Louis, but. I've been homeless before, dog. I was homeless for like three months, dog. Living in an abandoned house. Does the fame... Does the f- my, cousin, my cousin and this girl had to bring me food next door type shit. Like, so when I post things like that, it's like, because I've had nothing before, I mean, and I've earned that. So I feel like, fuck, if I earned it, homie, I worked hard for it and I got it, and I own it, and it's mine, like, fuck, I'm going to take a picture of it and show people. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? It's not to, not to put it out there like, oh, look what I got, like, Competed type shit. It's like, no, nah, I work for this shit. Yep. Yeah, you, you got to be proud of it, you know. Yes, sir. What What was uh, man? It, it, it's an amazing, it's an amazing story to hear. You know, somebody that where and again, it comes. A lot of the guys that I talk to have had these times in their career where it's really low. You know, and they've come through that. They the hard work has paid off ultimately in the end. And um, how did you how did you deal with that time, man, when you were struggling through those 
low points of being, you know, not financially as secure as, as you might be now. And um, how did you push through that? I, I think it's it's a kind of a result of me still not being financially secure. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the Internet kind of builds you up to somebody bigger than what you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of people, I'll take a picture next to a car. That might not be my car, but the little kid that sees my Instagram in Japan is like, oh, my God, look at Flux got into Impala. Right. It's like the, the power of social media does a lot. It does can, it, you could be a broke motherfucker and make it look like you got money on social media. Yeah. Does but it, that's, that's the thing that I think that's really helped me to become, like I said earlier, the person I am. Because I've had to go out here and like, damn, like, damn I'm kind of low on some dough. i got to go hit this, this, that, and then come back and get this money. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And, and be able to have something. So it's it's not only helped me out in that situation, but it's helped me to to know people better, to go to these places, to, to experience different things, food, people, strip clubs, whatever it may be, malls, just rubbing elbows with different people from different places, man. It's, it's something that money really can't buy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The experience of just being able to meet somebody like a BJ Bet. And having him think good of my lettering or Jack Rudy having him think good of my lettering, that's that's my payment. That's the payment that I have in my heart. I mean, I feel that's that's a positive thing for me, man, because a lot of a lot of people in this world don't get to leave their mark on this world. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kinda cool that I'm always gonna be remembered in the tattoo world as somebody that really pushed the boundaries and some lettering. That's cool to me, man. A lot of people don't wake up in the morning, we're liking their job. A lot of people, they, they go through their whole life and they won't be, no one's going to be remembered for being the best cashier at Target. I'm sorry, I don't mean to say or talk down on anybody about that, but it's like, you know what I mean? There's certain things that people kind of look up to. And I feel privileged to be able to want to be in one of those positions where I'm in a position like that. And I mean, people recognize basketball players, football players, movie stars, tattoo artists strippers, porn stars, whatever it may be. You know what I mean? There's certain things people are always going to remember. Mm-hmm. Does it trip you out? You know, you kind of alluded to it earlier that that notoriety or that fame kind of trips you out when somebody DMs you their number and you get back to them right away and they don't believe it's you. Do you think, why do you think it that that um, recognition fucks with you like that? I don't know, because to me, I mean, I'm a normal person, though. Like, I don't, like I said earlier, I don't think I'm better than anybody. I, like, I think I'm good at what I do by any means. I don't think I'm the best at what I do. But I've got to get out there, like I said, and meet a lot of people. And people, I think they respect that a lot more about me, that I'm, I go to a lot of places. And I'll pull up, like, people, uh, like, like uh, I'm going to fuck my boy Ron in, in San Antonio. And I just got off the phone talking with his boss. He used to have a shop. He don't have a shop no more, and he works at another shop down the street from where his shop used to be. And I talked to him. He's all, uh, here's my boss's number. Give him a call. He want to talk to you. So when I call him, he's all, oh, so you're really coming out here? And I was like, yeah, I'm coming out there. Like, I'm coming fuck with y'all. You know what I mean? That's my boy. And my boy said, you're good. He said, it was cool if I came out there. I'm going to come out there and try your shop. It's all good. He's all like, fuck yeah. You can keep all your money. I just want you to hit up the wall a little bit and sign your name. I was like, homie, that's cool as fuck. You know what I mean? Keep all my money and I get to do that shit. That's right. That's that's love right there, man. And that I think that 
is coming because it's being reciprocated. You know what I mean? Like from what we talked about early on in this podcast, you know, the gratitude that I saw that I heard come through in the first time that we spoke, the gratitude that I see coming through in this talk that we're having. I think that that gets reciprocated, man. I think that love comes back to you and that's it's 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 exciting to see man you know it's exciting to be a part of this industry in the time that we're in because all opportunity is out there for people if you want to hustle and you want to grind and you want to get at what you want to do you know um opportunity is open so you, you know you've always you've always been one to kind of stay at the forefront of that shit too though flocks you know talking about you know Talk to me about the um, the shoe sponsorship, the stuff like that that you've been um, involved with from early on. Oh yeah, well shit, I used to. Um, well, I still do fuck with my boy Reed from Osiris, and early on, uh, after I started fucking with Bobby from Tribal, he hooked me up with Reed from Osiris and had had me come up and do the floors at the warehouse. I did like kind of like I did at the solo warehouse. The first one I ever did was at Osiris. And that shit fucked me up, bro. I feel like getting up and down. It's like doing a thousand squats. I was like, I could walk for three days after. But um, it was cool to be able to, to be introduced to people like that and get a lot of love from Osiris. And they lace me up shoes all the time. They lace my homies up with shoes. They lace stories up with shoes. They like, like, endless love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And 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 then have have uh, them uh, present me with a shoe deal. And it ran for a season. It did pretty good. I got paid cool for it. And uh, and just to, still to be involved with those type of people, man, it just blows my mind every day, dog, that I get to wake up and, and, and do this shit. And and people like it. It's fucking crazy to me, dog. <laughs> because all the shit stems from me sitting down, smoking weed, and listening to fucking Mitchie Slick, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just, it's crazy to me because I'll see a solid drawing or something that I've done in the past. Like, I can look at the first selling logo that they use a lot. You know what I mean? A lot on a lot of T-shirts. The first one that I ever gave them. And I remember where I was at, what I was listening to, everything when I drew that shit. And, like, different times. Like, I, I see certain times they pull out something that I drew from in jail. And I'm like, oh, should I do that when I was like that? It's crazy. <laughs> where where were you at when you drew that first one? When I see things, I'll go back to the time, what I, like, in my head, like, what was I, where did I draw that? Oh, yeah, I do it right here. I was listening to this, and I was smoking on this week. Like, you know what I mean? I just, it, it trips me out, dog, all the time. It, it freaked me the fuck out the first time I ever seen my design on a T-shirt. I was like, wow, that's fucking crazy. You know what I mean? And then Bobby was like, fuck. Bobby Tribe was like, oh, shit, this is like the best seller this season. I was like, fuck, no way. That's crazy. <laughs> Damn. How, where were you at when I mean, you drew that first? People around the town tell you, oh, your your letters are tight. But then when you hit a wide open audience like the internet and you get people from Genevieve, fucking Iowa, and overseas, London, Tokyo, Japan, like all kinds of shit telling you the same thing, man, that's, that's pretty cool, man. It makes you feel real good inside, though, for real. Does it push you, does it push you harder? It, it does. It does, because people all tell me all the time, man, like, oh, man, you're an inspiration, all this shit, and I'll be like, hey, homie, thank you, dog. Like, I really mean that. When I when you meet me and you say that to me, and I shake your hand and I tell you thank you, and I look at you in the face, dog, I really mean that, homie. Mm-hmm. Because real shit, dog, who would we be without a fan? Right. 
You know what I mean? If somebody wasn't really liking your shit, who would you be? Right. So it, 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 I owe a lot to people who think that way, who like my shit, who, who travel far to come get tatted by me. Like, I, I feel like I owe them all something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's uh let's talk about before we go here, man. Before I let you go, let's talk about this international travel, man. Talk to me about you getting your passport soon. Um, tell me some spots that you want to go and how you decided to to make this jump, man, and just start going worldwide. Man, well, it's been a long time in the process, homie. I ain't gonna lie, and it's uh I don't want to talk too much about it because I want it to happen, but. Let's just say I'm getting a passport, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to uh oh, I'm gonna be calling the other line over um I'm gonna be able to reach places that I haven't been able to reach yet, man. And, and it's really gonna be a blessing for me because there's certain things I want to see in life. I mean, like I want to see the Eiffel Tower. I want to see uh the Colosseum. I want to see the Sistine Chapel. I want to go to Milan. I want to go to Venice. I want to go to Florence. I want to be able to like, if nothing else, I want to be able to experience a lot more than I have to experience, man. And I want to go over to these places because there's tremendous artists overseas. They're motherfuckers. Jesus Christ. They talk about travel on the West Coast and, 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 and lettering and black and gray. But these motherfuckers over here are doing, like, super symmetrical tattoos, dots, like, stippling, uh, 3D tattoos, all kinds of shit. The boy... Uh, Mako from uh, overseas killing it on the black and gray yeah. gangster style uh, shit. Ivano killing it. You know what I mean? This, I can I can keep going. My boy uh, Low Roller still over there killing it. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, or, Christian Nguyen. Yeah, it. man. You know oh, I mean? dude. Like, and actually, I got to meet Christian. I picked him up at Palomar Charlie style, man, in my six four, but in the three wheels. Right? That fool was like, oh shit, West Coast. And I met him off the internet, dog. I love it, man. This is somebody I chatted with through MySpace. Yeah. You know what I mean? And next thing you know, I'm picking him up, and he's tattooing my hand at my shop at Chula Vista. So it was like, man, the internet is a real powerful, good, good thing, man. And it's, it's, man, I just just can't believe, homie, that I'm in the position that I'm in right now in life, loving my life, loving my job. Loving what I do, man, it's, it's a good thing, man. And it's, it's a, it could only go up from here, you know what I mean? I'm really trying to let a lot of bullshit go, a lot of disagreements go that I've had with people and just kind of rise above it. Not like go to church and shit like that because I really don't believe in all that. But as long as you live good morally, I think you'd be all right. Yeah, well, man, it's exciting, uh, flocks to see um, what's happening in your life as an artist and you know, not drinking right now. I'm excited to see what happens for you. The doors that open. I, a, I didn't say I, I stopped it. I just said <laughs> that, that might happen in your future. I am going to a fucking a whiskey distillery <laughs> convention in North Carolina. I I, I understand you. I'm, Look, we all man. Spoke to Bob on Sunday, so. It might, it might happen after this weekend. Yeah, man. No, look, shit. This is going to air like after that. So we're giving you leeway, brother. We're just talking about the long run, you know, some some long run shit. Oh, it's okay. exciting. It's exciting to see what's happening, man. Flox, I am a uh, big fan of your work, man. I, I love it. Um, 
you know, shit, you know, this is what I want to talk about before we go. One last thing. And this is something that okay. I've seen in your work that I see at the guys that are the lettering guys that I see doing stuff at the highest level. The one thing that I see that sets their work apart is they can work in multiple styles, right? Their shit looks almost sign painterish, you know, like back in the day, old school hand painter sign stuff. It's laid out really, really well with both block lettering and cursive. When did that start clicking for you, man? And, and, um, who, who are kind of some of those influences that you saw, or is it just signs that you see? When did that start happening for you? Cause your shit has such a, a great layout and, uh, composition to it. Ah, uh, shit, to tell you the truth, Todd, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are laying out shit cool, like Big Knees, Bug, they always got mm-hmm. cool layout, um, Tattoo Calm, uh, my boy Big Solo from San Diego, Amber Gamer, you know what I mean? I can keep showing out names left and right, but even Big Gus, I mean, did I let him from back too, but, you know what I mean, it's, it's I think, I mean, Lettering is everywhere. Whether you pick up a menu at a restaurant or you see a sign on the outside of a building, like so it's always whether you're wanting to see it or not, you're seeing it. You know what I mean? But being an artist, I think I take a little bit more of it in. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's all around you. It's just what you take into your mind and how you think in and how you twist it up or whatever you wanna do with it. Like I've always said, lettering is a art form in itself, bro. And and it really it's whatever you want to do. There's no right or wrong way to twist a letter. You know what I mean? There's right or wrong ways to sign paint because you'll you'll know if it doesn't look a certain way. But graffiti, man, that's the options are endless, bro. You can twist the S, a M, a K around certain ways, and and who's to say that's not the right way? You know? Flox, you're killing it, man. You're killing it. And uh, it's exciting to see. Thank you so much for coming on the show with me tonight, bullshitting. Um, I appreciate it, man, and wish you all the best. And uh, I look forward to our next time talking. Thank you very much, man. And thank you for listening, man. Sullen, Sullen Radio, Sullen TV, Sullen Clothing. You know what I mean? And I'm out. Shout outs to everybody. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate it. Yeah, you follow Flox on Instagram. Hit them up on Facebook. Where the where can they find you at Flox? They can find me at the best place to find me is on Instagram. Cause that's to tell you the truth. Before we get out of here, let me get that down. That's how I I really do all my appointments. If I'm not at the shop, then all my appointments I do through Instagram. Flox three two G on Instagram. All together, no spaces, no underscores, no nothing. Hit me up. I'm a real person. I will get back to you. DM me. Uh, I'll call you back. We'll chop it up. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not going to have a manager call you back or any weird shit. It's going to be me, and it really will be me. <laughs> there you go, at Flox32G. You can follow me on Instagram, at OG Joe Swanson. Follow the Sullen Radio Instagram page, at Sullen Radio. Thanks for listening, everybody. I appreciate it. Thanks, Flox. Yeah, that. All right, my boy. Take care. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Sullen Radio. Remember to share the show with a friend and email joe at sullenradio.com to get tattooed by me on October 12th or 13th in Vail, Colorado. I have a few exclusive spots left, so give me a holler and let me know your ideas. Have a great week, everyone. Keep hustling.